Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hello, everybody. It's Kate. It's me, alone, doing a pod, a solo pod, because Mary B is gallivanting in Austin at the Music Fest this weekend. So I figured I would try this out, just do it myself, and I don't know, we can talk about some health and wellness in my health and wellness journey. A lot of you wrote in some really amazing questions, so I'm going to go through those, but I figured I would just start from the beginning so basically for my whole life my weight has yo-yoed up and down up and down I've tried every diet out there I definitely had some disordered eating in the past I did every juice cleanse keto intermittent fasting you know everything out there my fitness pal all that stuff And so obviously that led to a really unhealthy relationship with food and a lot of restrict, binge, restrict, binge, scale going crazy. And when I got pregnant, I was fairly healthy from what I can remember. I don't know. I kind of blacked out in that time because I was very sick for a lot of my pregnancy. And also I was working full time as a nurse during COVID. So there was just a lot going on and I was having a lot of issues in my pregnancy. So I don't really remember a lot about like what I was eating, but I do remember from about 20 weeks on, I was very consistent in my fitness. I've always loved to work out. That's part of my mental health, my self-care routine. I always feel better after working out. So I that was never my problem. It was a lot of just my eating was always my problem with my with my body and I will say like I have always thought I looked great and I've never really thought that I've that I needed to change any I guess that's not true I've (laughs) there have been a lot of times where I wanted to change my body but the process was always just so toxic like when I look back on all of the time and energy that I wasted it's so crazy to me and I just don't know why I did that but back to my pregnancy I gained about 50 pounds and even though I gained 50 pounds I still thought I looked great which is the moral of the story and so after I had my daughter in about two weeks I lost 30 pounds And from then on, the last 20 pounds really just stuck with me. And people love to say when you're breastfeeding, all that stuff, you're going to lose the weight super easy. That was not the case for me. Breastfeeding made me really hungry. And the second I stopped eating enough or the the appropriate amount, I would lose my supply. In a matter of hours, I would lose my supply. So that was just not the case for me. And even after I stopped breastfeeding, I don't know if it was my hormones or what, I was not losing the weight. And there came to a point where I was starting to even actually gain weight. And 
about April or May, I just remember as the scale started to creep up again, I just remember thinking like, "Mm, we're done with this. And it's not because I didn't like the way I looked. My clothes didn't fit and I didn't feel good. I had a lot of brain fog. I did... I had a lot of trouble focusing, I had no energy, and a lot of it was the food that I was putting in my body, because I was working out, even though I was a stay-at-home mom with a baby, and I really didn't have a lot of support at this time, I still would figure out ways to get my workout in. My daughter is a really good napper, so I would do my workouts when she napped, but I was also struggling with a lot of anxiety, postpartum depression, so I was ordering out a lot, a lot, a lot, and especially with my husband working so much, I really didn't have any motivation to cook because he wasn't going to be home anyway, and so I was ordering takeout. I remember I counted one month, and I think I announced this like while we were doing the pod, but I ordered takeout 21 times in one month. Like that's crazy. Like not only is that just wasting a lot of money, but anytime you're eating out, you don't even know really what you're eating, like the ingredients that they're cooking with, all that stuff. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, like seed oils are bad. Like absolutely not. Like I love butter. I love olive oil, all that stuff. But when you're eating out, you just, it's, you're always going to be eating more too, which doing this occasionally, not a problem. When you're doing it 21 times a month, it's like, okay, you need to get your life under control, especially since I'm at home. I'm literally at home. There's no reason I can't be eating at home because I'm already there. So at the end of April, beginning of May, I made a promise to myself that I was going to go on this journey to feel better because my daughter's first birthday was coming up and that was my goal to just try to get my health and wellness in check by the time she turned one and it started out as a journey of the number on the scale and then I got this incredible DM from a follower that was basically like why are you even looking at the number on the scale like you know that your body changes with pregnancy with postpartum like why does this matter and I was like you are so right because my body has changed a lot a lot of things change after you have a baby and so my focus became so much less on my weight and it became more on feeling good and that's really when my body started to change and the first thing that I did after well first thing was stop ordering takeout so much the next thing that I did was I stopped drinking and I don't want to say that I'm sober in any way because I do drink occasionally but I've never been the type of person that felt better when they drank I felt like I was just doing it because I was like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have a glass of wine with dinner. You're supposed to, you know, when you're out with your friends, order a margarita. And I still do that occasionally. But for about four or five months, I really did not drink at all. And I had no problem saying no if 
someone was like, oh, do you want a drink? I would just say, no, no, thank you. Like, I'm not drinking. It's not serving me right now. It doesn't make me feel good. And what came with that also was I stopped drunk eating because that was also a thing like I'd come out after a night out with my friends and you know what happens after you've been drinking a couple drinks you want something you know greasy so I stopped the drunk eating and then the next day I didn't need a huge bagel sandwich to feel better which I do love a bagel sandwich okay don't get me wrong I love a bagel sandwich sober and then I also had energy the next day to work out and just make better decisions. And again, I just felt better not drinking. So I'm not even going to get into the effects of alcohol and all that stuff because that's not what this podcast is about. It's about me. No, I'm just kidding. But so that was the first two steps I took to feeling better. And I'm not trying to biohack my body. I'm not I'm not going to tell you a bunch of supplements I take because I don't do really any of that stuff. I take a multivitamin and that's it. But those are the first two things was I started cooking more at home and I try to post videos on TikTok of the meals that I eat since I do make a lot of single serving meals and not drinking. And that was kind of the beginning of just, you know, trying to feel better And I also was not working a full-time job. So yes, being a mom is a full-time job, of course, but I wasn't working another job on top of that. On the days that I do work, because I do work as a nurse per diem, so I only work a couple shifts a month, it's very challenging for me to get a workout in, make sure I'm eating healthy. Like That's the last thing I wanna do when I'm getting up with my daughter, getting her ready for the day, then handing her off to the nanny, going and working all day, coming home, taking care of taking care of my daughter. It's exhausting. So to the working moms out there, if you're listening, I just want to add that little disclaimer that I was not working a full-time job as well as being a stay-at-home mom. So I had the flexibility to work out when she napped. I had the flexibility to have a babysitter come for a couple hours in the middle of the day. I had the flexibility to have my sister come over if I wanted to go do something. So that was definitely a privilege that I had. And so then when it came to fitness, I really wanted to kind of reset what I was doing because... Clearly what I was doing was not giving me the results that I wanted for my body. And of course, you know, eating is 80% of it. But the first thing that I did was I signed up for a 10K. I knew I could run two to three miles easily because I do that in a Barry's class. I was doing that in a Barry's class multiple times a week. So I texted a friend of mine and I was like, I'm going to sign up for this 10K and I had 12 weeks to train for it. And she was like, okay, great, I'm gonna do it with you. So this held me accountable. And we had we had decided together that we weren't gonna run next to each other. This was gonna be totally individual, but we just both wanted a training plan to hold us accountable. So I signed up for a 10K, and this way I had on my calendar my runs and my cross training. So it, forced me to do something new 
and it also just kept me on track. So I would do my runs outside because it was spring and just so, so beautiful in New York City. And I would do different types of cross training. I would do double floor at Barry's. I would Peloton. And then I would do the Sculpt Society. And if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you know I love the Sculpt Society. This is not paid, never been paid. But I just really think it's an incredible at-home workout. And it's fairly affordable every month. She offers one-week free trial. There are a lot of influencers that also have codes for discounts. I don't, but Sculpt Society, if you want to work together, let me know. So having something to train for really also helped me eat better because when I ate better my runs were better all that stuff my hydrate I made sure I was hydrating more and it's not even like I was training for a marathon but like that's how I treated it even though it was only six miles I really wanted to feel the best I could while I was doing it and so that really also jump-started my whole wellness situation So by the time mid-June, my race was June 25th, I think, I was, I was pretty, feeling pretty great. And so I ran my race. It was a really hot day. I didn't really do as well as I wanted, but you know what? I did it and I was proud of myself. I accomplished something and now I could easily run four or five miles. And that also was really great for my health and wellness because then I went to Michigan, which In Michigan, while I was still by myself, I did have my mom, and my mom could watch the monitor at night if I wanted to go for a run at night, if I wanted to go for a run while my daughter was napping, she could watch the monitor if she was home, and my mom is very, very healthy, and the food in northern Michigan where we were, we there's not a lot of restaurants up there. There's definitely no Uber Eats. So we were eating at home for almost every meal. My mom is very healthy. She cooked a lot of fish, a lot of protein. So my meals were always really great. And then she also was an incredible baker. So I never felt like I was restricting myself because she always had these amazing treats around. And I just felt like I found myself in a really good balance of healthy meals, but also treating myself whenever I wanted to. And it wasn't like, oh, you have to eat this now because you can't have it ever again. Like, no, like there will be cookies here on the counter tomorrow. Like, it's okay. You can have one and or eat until you're full and then continue on with your life. It doesn't have that power over you anymore. So that was also a really great thing for me that I really needed. And my relationship with food became much better. And also I noticed when I was eating at home and I wasn't ordering insomnia cookies and milk bar every other night. My headaches were better. My anxiety was less. I slept better. So I started to notice this correlation between, you know, a ton of sugar and how I felt better. And again, I love a treat as much as the next girl. Love, love. But those ingredients don't make me feel good, unfortunately. So just like alcohol, that's something I really have to cut back on in order to help make myself feel good. So that also has obviously helped me lose weight as well because I'm 
a muscular build. I always have been an athletic build, and but I'm not genetically thin, and I never have been. And that's just you know my life. My dad is six seven. He was an old lineman. Like I come from big genetics, and I'm proud of that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of people ask, oh, how do you get so toned? Like that is the part where I can say that is just my body type. Building muscle has always been easy for me. So that it but I've just never been genetically thin and I never will be and that's perfectly fine I love I love myself I love my body I've loved it before and I love it now and I will continue to love it so that's pretty much you know and now that we're back in New York I actually have a full-time nanny that started after Labor Day so I don't want to say that I did this all before I had full-time help because I definitely had help here and there. Like, I was able to hire um, a babysitter to come, like, once or twice a week for, like, four hours if I wanted to go to a Barry's class because if I wasn't doing that, I was going... I had to go to a 5 a.m. Barry's because my husband has to leave for work at 6 and he doesn't come back sometimes till 10 or 11. So I did have the privilege of having hired help here and there but definitely I was able to do this without full-time help so I don't want to also give that illusion so but now starting labor after Labor Day I do have full-time help and that of course makes everything everything easier I'm able to meal prep and have time to meal prep grocery shop on my own I'm able to go to the gym whenever for as long as I want, go to whatever classes I want whenever I want. So that has been huge in helping me maintain because that's my goal right now is to just maintain. So that's where we're at. So I'm going to go through the listener questions and not all of them are you know, my weight loss journey or my health and wellness feeling better journey focused, but I'm just going to answer as many as I can. Okay. So here we go. So what was the hardest part about postpartum? The hardest part about postpartum, I honestly have blacked out a lot of it, but the biggest part was the hormonal range that I felt, I would say. And it's so hard because your partner can be the most incredibly supportive partner, but no one really understands until they go through it. And so once I created a really good group of mom friends, that became much easier because I had someone to lean on and you I didn't feel judged. Again, not that my husband ever judged me, but it's just an experience that he will never understand and that's not his fault so it just goes to show the importance of having mom friends so another person said what do you wear in the meantime three months postpartum and still have 35 pounds to go oh my gosh three three months you literally just had a baby you literally just had a baby two seconds ago so I wore a lot of flowy dresses because it was summer and I would wear a lot of biker shorts with a long t-shirt. I would wear a lot of, le- lot of leggings and stuff like that. But flowy dresses were my go-to because you can wear those at any size. It, it doesn't matter. Going into winter, get some cute 
comfy sets. I'm on my journey. I found a couple that I'll post about. So, and then someone else said, how did you mind, how did your mind shift and how did you stick to the plan? So I can distinctly remember going to weigh myself, which I know that's toxic for a lot of people, but at this time, weighing myself was not toxic for me. It's the thing that kept me accountable. So don't weigh yourself if that is not good for you because it is not good for a lot of people. It was not good for me during my pregnancy going to the doctor I had so much anxiety stepping on the scale to the point where I think with my next pregnancy I'm gonna ask for blind weights and just say that I never want to see but weighing myself I remember I literally remember stepping on the scale and I had gained weight like I weighed more than I was two two weeks postpartum and I remember saying to my husband like oh my gosh and he said to me, which of course he loves my body any size, any size, but after I, you know, so long of hearing me complain about it, I think he was like, okay. And I'm the same way. Like I want to, I want solutions. I don't want to just complain and not do anything about it. Like that doesn't do anything. And he was like, if you work really hard for three months, like you will be where, where you want to be. And he was right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work really hard for three months and I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to eat. I'm going to focus on things that fuel my body, make me feel good. I'm going to stop eating out. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to I'm going to sign up for this race and I'm actually going to go through with it. And here we are. It worked. It worked. So that was really how I shifted my mind and then having the race to train for really helped me stick to the plan. And I do have an addictive personality, so I also wanted to make sure that I was doing this in the healthiest way possible. So I think that also, you know, knowing that I had a friend to train with and my husband had my back and whatever I wanted to do really helped me stay focused. All right, this is not a wellness one again. So what has maintaining your friendships looked like, particularly with childless friends? This can be very difficult for a lot of people. I personally have not found it difficult because my friends, my core friends, which I've never been the type of person to have a lot of friends. I have, you know, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. So my close friends understand that it's not going to be a talking everyday type of friendship. I have a couple best friends that I do talk to consistently every day, but I have a lot of other amazing friends that understand when we see each other, we pick up where we left off and things like that. And I also go in with the mindset that they don't understand what I'm going through and that is not their responsibility and it is not their fault. And they are supporting me in the best way that they know how. And it's not their job to emotionally fulfill me in any way, shape, or form. Really, the only person who needs to do that is my husband and myself. So my my friendships are incredible, thankfully. And I just, they meet me where I'm at. I meet them where, where they are at. 
thoughts on intermittent fasting okay there is no research that shows that intermittent fasting actually helps you lose weight intermittent fasting you're skipping a meal so I if you're the type of person who doesn't really like breakfast and you're just naturally intermittent fasting like you're going to eat less because you're not eating breakfast. You're probably only eating lunch and dinner, maybe a snack in between, and that's why you're losing weight. It's not from actually intermittent fasting. So if you enjoy breakfast and that's something that serves you, and there's also a lot of research that shows that eating breakfast, especially a breakfast that's on the sweeter side, it shows that people are less likely to binge or overeat throughout the day because you had a breakfast that filled like satiated you and fed some of your cravings if you're a sweet if you have a sweet tooth like me best breastfeeding snacks hungry all the time oh i feel this so hard so i ate a lot of the trail mix packets that trader joe sells individual trail mix packets i loved those I also ate a lot of oatmeal raisin cookies because that is also good for your supply. And I ate a lot of, I, I want to say the brand is Nature's Bakery, but I'm not 100% sure. It's essentially just a Fig Newton. I ate a lot of those. I really liked those. And then, but you just have to eat whatever you're craving. But those were really good, just like quick grab-and-go snacks. I always had those stocked in my pantry, and I always had one in my purse. So I was never hungry. And also make sure you're drinking a lot of water, okay? Nutrition appetite tips. Also struggling with ordering out and eating dessert too often. So basically kind of what I said before, I feel figured out, you know, protein, veg, carb was a really great combination for me that helped me feel full. So I eat a lot of salmon, rice, and broccoli, a lot of steak, mushrooms, asparagus. I get the carne asada pre-made steak from Trader Joe's and I'll make it with bell peppers and again, some rice. I make quinoa. I will sheet pan make a bunch of oven roasted vegetables. So then for lunch, I already have in a container in my fridge, quinoa, a ton of vegetables. And then I'll add the Trader Joe's turkey meatballs with that, maybe an egg. So having things meal prepped in your fridge, food that you enjoy and that you look forward to and you can quickly put together, if not completely already have pre-made is huge so i can make more videos on that if you're interested and then for dessert i try to make healthier versions of whatever i'm craving i crave a lot of chocolate i crave like berry flavors or peanut butter flavors with honey so and i love greek yogurt i know a lot of people don't but that i love yogurt and yogurt is a great protein also can be a probiotic um, depending on what you get but I like the Faye zero percent yogurt it's really thick it's a little tart which I like and I'll do honey with Cheerios or honey and granola or else I'll make yogurt and then I'll put a layer of peanut butter and then I'll melt some dark chocolate on top or I'll do the yogurt with a mixed berry jam and chocolate on top so my my cravings are satisfied and 
I know I've talked about her a lot, but Ariel Laurie is a really great influencer that always makes healthy-ish desserts. And so she has a lot of great stuff on her page. So if you can make healthier versions, and again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with if you want a bowl of ice cream, eat a bowl of ice cream. If you want a cookie, get a cookie and feed that craving. There's nothing wrong with that. If you are wanting to be healthier, maybe just throw that in like once or twice a week instead of every night and you'll see success just from that. But the best thing I think is just to slowly change your habits and don't try to go zero to 100. Try to slowly, one at a time, change one meal. So if you're ordering out every dinner, try to only order out three times a week and just slowly try to do it that way. How to stay motivated and not go crazy on vacations and events. This was a huge problem with me in the past where if a vacation was coming, I was like month before, we got to go crazy. We got to go hard. If, a, if I had an event coming up, okay, we got to go hard. We got to go hard. And that just led to a really crazy binge and restrict cycle because the second the vacation was here, I would binge. The second the event was over, I would binge. And that's not good. And the best suggestion I have for you is 80-20, okay? So... I know you hear about that all the time, but like the, basically the way I do it is if my body is like, I really want pizza tonight, but I have an event in a month, I'm still going to eat the pizza and I'm going to have one or two pieces of pizza and I'm going to fill that craving. And then in the morning, we're going to go back to our healthy eating and it's going to be fine. So do not try to be a hundred percent super, super healthy. I really don't think that's feasible. Like you and you deserve to enjoy a piece of cake if you want a piece of a cake. But don't tell yourself, oh, you can never have this piece of cake again for the next month because that just leads to a bad binge and restrict cycle. And so if you don't do that, even when you're on vacation, you'll be like, oh, okay, I, I can have a croissant this morning and then I'm going to be, you know, then I'm going to have this for lunch and I'm going to have a piece of bread when the bread basket comes and it's all going to be okay. Like it doesn't have to be an end all be all. How did you make better choices without falling into restriction? So basically, this is just what I'm saying is like I stopped restricting. I stopped I stopped trying to be 100% all the time. I would say to myself, okay, if you want this cookie now, enjoy this cookie. And then tomorrow, we're going to be a little bit healthier. And then a couple days later, you want a piece of pizza. I'll have a piece of pizza or a cheeseburger. And then a couple days later, I try to be good. And then I go back. So... I stopped being zero, like 100% or nothing because there were times in my past where I'd be like, oh, I got to have, I got to have a burger and I got to have pizza and I got to have cookies and I got to have cake all in one day. And then the next day, zero. That was just a binge and restrict cycle. That was just way too toxic for me. It's, it's way better for me to have one piece of pizza and then move on with my life. And if I want another piece of pizza later, I can have it. So I stopped telling myself, you can only have this now. The world is ending. No. Did, did, uh, did she buy clothes to get her through the in-between phase, currently in it myself? No. I did not buy clothes that like the sizing was specific, like jeans, things like that. Those are expensive, and I like to invest in high-quality jeans. And I did not want to do that because I had a goal in mind and I was going to accomplish it. And so 
in the meantime, like my body has fluctuated so much. Like I had sizes of things that I could wear. And so like that really wasn't my issue. If you do want to buy clothes to get through your in-between phase, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't like invest in anything that's like $100. You know, you can find jeans for less. I also am not the type of person that spends a lot of cl on clothes to begin with. I will invest in like nice purses or a nice coat, nice jeans, nice sweaters. But other than that, I'm really not one to spend a lot on clothes. And even now that I'm at where I, where I want my body to be, I know I'm probably going to have me, hopefully, you know, God willing, have another baby soon. So it's like, do I even want to go invest in a, in a new closet right now? So I would really recommend things like Rent the Runway or, you know, Abercrombie has a lot of um, really nice jeans that I think are well-priced. If you're not ready to invest in like an, a higher-end thing, but I, again, I just wore a lot of leggings, a lot of sweats, a lot of flowy dresses, so, and just be patient with yourself. You know, I'm 15 months postpartum. I'm not, and I didn't even start this until I was like 10 months postpartum. So just be patient and try to meet yourself where you're at. How she schedules her workouts, time away from dictator. So if I'm working or if I'm really motivated, I'll go to a 5 a.m. Barry's class because my then I can get back and then Spencer can go to work. And then if I'm not doing that, then I work out when she naps. And so that could be like a 30 minute or 45 minute Peloton, depending on my energy. And so I can do that at home because I have a Peloton in my apartment or a Sculpt Society video, which could be 30, 45 minutes. You can do more than one. You could do two 30 minute videos. So this before I, I had my nanny, my daughter would take two naps. And so I had one nap to just kind of relax and watch TV do whatever I wanted and then I had another nap to do my workout and she would normally nap for like an hour and a half so if I could get a pretty good workout in during that time and it was a priority to me because I always felt better after so it's not something I dreaded because I also enjoy the Sculpt Society videos and I see results from them same with the Peloton it's really good for my heart you know cardiac energy, all that stuff. I would only do Pelotons where I enjoy the music. So I I enjoy that time, so it's a priority to me. So if you find a workout that you enjoy that you can do at home, it's the, the greatest thing ever. And that's why Sculpt Society is so great. So now that I have a nanny, I have much more flexibility. So I can go and I can go to the gym in my building and I can go for as long as I want because I know she's well taken care of. So I'll do my treadmill workout. So stuff like that. When it came to doing my runs, I would have to communicate with my husband or I'd have my sister, Mary B. A lot of the times we would meet at like 730 and she, because she's an angel, and she would watch, she would take Dictator for a walk while I ran. And so then... Mary B would do that for me before she started work. I could get my run in. Dictator got some time outside with her auntie. So that's how I did that's how I did that. 
what supplements, vitamins she takes. So the only um, thing I do is uh, the Smarty Pants prenatal gummy. I'm not pregnant. I think the prenatal is great. I think all women of childbearing age should be taking a prenatal. It has everything in that you need. Um, Sometimes in the winter, especially, I'll take vitamin D because we're all chronically low on vitamin D probably. And especially if you live in a climate that's pretty cloudy, um, I would definitely recommend adding vitamin D, calcium, Um, And then when I was pregnant, I would also take iron and folic acid. Even if my prenatal had folic acid in it, you can never take enough. So that's all that I do as far as vitamins and supplements. You want to be really careful with the vitamin and supplements brand that you take because a lot of them are not FDA approved or FDA tested or evaluated by the FDA. So you really are not 100% sure what you're even putting in your body. So you also want to be careful about that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to mention every single night I take magnesium. I take the magnesium that has all the different types of magnesium in it. So, and that is great for sleep. It keeps me regular. And I feel like that also helps with my anxiety. Um, so what did you tell yourself to get to the class when it's early a.m. and and babe still doesn't sleep? Oh my goodness. Okay, well, if your baby is not sleeping through the night and you are tired, I want you to prioritize your sleep, okay? Because your mental health is way more important than you getting to that workout at 5 a.m. So if you had a rough night with your baby... I want you sleeping in. I don't want you waking up to work out. I want you to try to find a different time because if you're like me and you're not well rested or you're not well fed, things are not going to be great, okay? So you just have, if if you really do want to work out, set your alarm. When the alarm goes off, I want you to do a two-second body scan that says, that you say to yourself, Will my body be better served sleeping more or working out more? Because I still do this even though my baby sleeps through the night. And if my body tells me, no, you need to go back to sleep, cut off the alarm, we're going back to sleep. If I can do that scan and my body tells me you're not going back to sleep, you're okay, you can get up. The first thing I do is drink a glass of water. I sleep with a glass of water next to my bed. Drink the water sit up on the edge of the bed. I have my workout clothes already laid out, ready to go. And then the last thing that motivates me is I don't want to lose the class because I paid all this money already. But if you do go to Barry's, they are incredible at letting you switch classes. So just call call and just say, hey, can I switch to a later time or day? They're usually very good about that. But again, if you're baby did not sleep well last night you didn't sleep well last night you're gonna be better served sleeping in and maybe do a 30 minute workout when they're taking a nap so try to do it that way what's your secret to getting so toned you look incredible again my body type is just muscular i build muscle very quickly i also think that a lot of it is prioritizing protein in my diet i eat a lot of protein just because that's what keeps me full, keeps me feeling good. So I eat a lot of cottage cheese. I eat a lot of Greek yogurt. I eat protein bars. I love Go Macro bars. I eat obviously a lot of protein, meat, chicken, fish, turkey meatballs. And I think that also makes me look more toned. 
Okay. And, okay, a couple more. Oh, is this it? Okay, sorry, one more. Specifics around what changes you made. Looks, she looks amazing and great. She feels good. Yeah, so basically we can just summarize the things that I did, okay? So number one, I stopped eating out so much. So meal prep and start buying groceries and finding easy meals for yourself to make that make you feel good, keep you full, that you look forward to eating. Stopped drinking, obviously, and that one's self-explanatory, which also helped with my eating, energy, everything. I signed up for a race, so I had something to train for. And it doesn't even have to be anything crazy. You could sign up for 5K, and you could do the Couch to 5K program if you've never run in your life. So that was really helpful. I started hiring someone to come a couple hours once a week or twice a week. That was super helpful. I... What else? And those are, I mean, those are pretty much the things that I did. And I found work of workouts that I enjoyed. So, and then once you start to feel better, you want to keep doing that. So, because I notice even when I do eat something like loving cookie or something like that, which I really enjoy, like I just did it last night, okay? But I don't feel great today like I didn't sleep well I have a headache so you know you once you start to notice the things that make you feel worse you want to stop doing those things because you want to feel good okay like you know my goal is to feel better I'm almost I'm 30 I'm turning 31 soon I really want to feel like the best version of myself and I in this time like I can confidently say that I do which is such a good feeling that you know I'm I'm in such a good place so yeah that's all those are all the questions so I really wanted to just let you guys know that if you are in your postpartum journey give yourself grace give yourself time like again I didn't even start this until I was almost a year postpartum so just be patient with yourself you did an incredible thing and you are amazing you're a superhuman and even if you're not postpartum and you're just looking to feel better I really do think that you will have success just by one trying to drink less and two ordering out less like I think you'll be shocked you'll save money you know and then meal prepping like take an hour on a Sunday night or a Monday night whatever you want to do you guys know I we love a Monday reset so I do a lot of my meal preps on Monday but now that I have a nanny I've been meal prepping a lot more for Spencer which actually used to be the opposite he used to meal prep for me for a long time going to work um so I'll try to film more of that and post more of that if that's helpful to you all and then also just remember it's not end-all be-all and this is a lifestyle this is not a diet like this is a lifestyle there's no quick fix and you have to just prioritize your health and think about it that way not think of it as like oh i'm trying to diet to just get down to a certain size like you want to feel better and the way to do that is you have to feel your feel your body with good things so just know i'm proud of you wherever you are in your journey i'm proud of you so that's that on that and so let's all make our baboos this week to do one thing that makes us feel better so wherever that may be for you 
I have had a lot of really delicious desserts. My mom sent me a huge box of Levain, so I've just been really enjoying those this week. So my goal is to kind of get back to reaching for healthier desserts, even though I really enjoyed this. Like I said, it doesn't make me feel good. So I had my fun, but but if I want one tomorrow, I'm going to have one tomorrow. But the, I know it's not going to serve me, so. But I digress. And so my babu this week, all of our babus this week, are to do one thing every day to just make us feel better, whatever that is. And that could be even just like your home too, making your bed, cleaning up your room, whatever that is. So that's all that I have for you guys, but I really hope you enjoyed this solo episode. Spencer was like, oh, do you want me to come on? So maybe we'll have to have him on soon. I think he wants to come on. But feel free to DM me at Kate Colshar on Instagram if you have any questions or if you want to talk more about anything or if you want links to anything that I talked about. But yeah, I enjoyed discussing everything with you guys. And Monday Reset, baby. Let's go.